Let us begin descriptively by familiarizing ourselves with some of the many and varied facets of settling. In the end, what I am interested in is the practices represented, rather than the words that are employed to describe them. But perhaps the best way to approach that task is by surveying the various different contexts in which the term is employed. Philosophically, of course, it would be wrong to presuppose that anything very much can necessarily be read off the quirks of language alone. The fact that the same word happens to pop up in all these different connections does not necessarily mean that it is actually the same concept that is at work on each occasion. There is no priori reason to suppose that we will necessarily be able to provide a coherent account that unifies all those various usages. That is something to be shown, not something to be presumed from the start. Still, these will serve as the descriptive materials on the basis of which subsequent chapters' attempts at a philosophical synthesis and normative evaluation will proceed. Where this is heading, I will argue that there is an important respect in which all these forms of settling do indeed form a tolerably coherent whole. Inevitably, that analysis cannot accommodate absolutely every facet of every form of settling. Nonetheless, it manages to accommodate the great bulk of them. What is central to settling, I shall argue, is a notion of fixity. I shall demonstrate this through analysis of the various forms of settling surveyed below. But for a quick overview, lexicography is a good place to start, as is always the case with any conceptual analysis. Notice, therefore, that fixity is a feature that reverberates across the plethora of definitions offered by the Oxford English Dictionary for the adjective settled. Of mental states, purposes, habits, etc., fixed, firmly embraced, or implanted. Of a matter in dispute, determined, decided, enacted, or agreed upon. Of a truth, a principle, established, placed beyond dispute. Of affairs, an institution, established on a permanent footing and under fixed conditions or regulations. Of residence, having a fixed abode, of a person, established in life, especially by marriage, brought into a regular way of life, of an estate or property, secured to a person by a legal act or agreement, held by a tenant for life, under conditions defined by the deed. Thus, for example, settlements of disputes, whether in the law courts or battlefields, bring them to an end and on determinate terms. The Act of Settlement of 1701 settled the English crown upon the Hanovers, thus fixing the line of succession. Immigration law offers the notion of a settled domicile, a fixed residence. A settled intention is one that you intend to remain fixed, at least for a time. Nothing is fixed forever. Settled intentions can be revisited and revised. People can move away from domiciles, where they had previously been settled. Middle-class do-gooders settle in settlement houses, 
intending to remain for a time, but only for a time. Nonetheless, the phenomenology of settling is such that, once something is settled, it stays settled, at least for a while. Or at least people intend, or maybe just presume, it to be settled for a time. And crucially, they proceed with their other planning on that basis. That, I shall go on to argue in chapter 2, is a major source of the value of settling in our lives.